Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Phil, aka Zeroth Maxima. Little threat level alpha here before you get going. There's gonna be some fucking swearing, bud. Just an extra heads up here before the episode starts. We talk about harassments, which includes homophobic slurs. So if that's not your cup of tea, if you don't want to hear any of that, I suggest you skip this episode. Today, I have an extra special guest. 126th at Worlds 2019, Eric Keelback. You know, the funny thing about that is I actually didn't know until now what I what my placing was at Worlds 2019. I had to look it up because I knew it was not up there. <laughs> wow! And I... Not the shade, to blame the you. Not to blame you, but like, you know, they do bet runner for worlds. And I was like, all all my chips on Eric. He's gonna, I'm gonna be so famous. People are gonna be like, wow, how, how did Phil know about Eric? And I'd be like, that's the the secret Canadian sauce right there. Yeah, I I failed super hard. I mean, how many people played in Worlds 2019? 300? That's not, there's no way I was was in the top half. I wasn't there. You should have been. It was a fun time. It yeah, it sounded great. Let me see how many people. Are doing. I I think I placed in the bottom half. The bottom half? No, wait. How the fuck did I get a hundred? There's no way this is correct. There's no way I'm 129th. I mean, maybe you're, maybe you're actually am, a bad how, player that's just been lucking out recently. It's possible. How, yeah, I mean that is very true. But wait a second, I'm 126th. It doesn't make any sense to me because I was like. I think maybe I get like maybe I ended up like exactly seven and seven or something. You won half. But yeah, like names, I did. Well, is... I did so poorly that I did so poorly. I was like, I didn't even want to check the standing. Okay, fair. Now it's coming back to haunt you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, you sound pleasantly surprised. <laughs> well, yeah, because like my memory of the tournament was not a positive one. <laughs> so... Yeah, but you have to realize there's there's so many people that bring like kit and like biotech or something and then they're all below no you. for sure no so i don't I, is this an, is this an encouraging comment or a comment most meant to demean me because it not, can be both it can be both i um no i don't usually i mean yeah i just like did not do well at the tournament and like it was like hard not doing well at the tournament personally the best part about the worlds was like everybody else basically yeah, that's often the best part of Netrunner. Eh, the game's pretty good too, though. Netrunner is so good. That's the I'm problem. Undecided. Well, not the problem, but that's that's the thing. It's like both. Yeah, if the people weren't as good, I'd play less. Not that so? I play a ton. Like, have you played a lot recently? Uh, no, I haven't played since Intercontinentals. I did a cube. I cubed recently, and I've been, I'm, I'm like been like, well, I've been like playtesting. I don't know if that does that count. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Netrunner. I mean, I don't like the meta. Is the problem? <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I've been played. I've been playtest. Like, I actually been playtesting a ton. Um, oh, that's great. Well, it's good. Like, I I enjoy playtesting, and it's a, it's a way to give back to the community. If the if the community was worse, you'd play less. Oh, really. definitely. I wouldn't want to deal with those assholes if they were well, like, assholes. But like, how are we define like worse? As in like people who like are like offensive, or worse? As in just like the people are fine. 
No, worse as in the people are offensive. Like, if you went on JNet and people, like, flamed you all the time, I would be like, fuck this game. Well, that's what happened to me. That was one of the reasons I... Yeah, that I got called, like... JNet. Well, like, because there was a period of my life, maybe, like, 2018, where, like, I was really playing Gagarin a lot. Oh, yeah. That's all I played on, Corpside. I would have That doesn't make it... That doesn't make it justified. Like, I have an issue with being, like, called, like... Like, okay, wait, we're, we're threat level alpha, right? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay, I don't want to be called a fag on JNet just because I'm playing Gagarin. No, see, that's you totally know? uncalled for. But well, like, I just don't have time in my like. I don't want to be called like a fucking idiot. I don't want to be called a piece of shit. Like, it's just like I, I even because the time I'm spending on JNet is like entertainment. It's like I don't, I don't want to spend my time of oh, entertainment yeah. being like actually harassed. No, but, definitely. Um, wow, I, I, I can't believe really... that happened. I mean, the worst I've had on JNet is. Oh, I was playing Builder Nations quite a bit. People got kind of salty <laughs> about that. But I don't, know, I, don't, I, think... I don't remember that much, like, targeted harassment. People are pretty chill in general. If they don't want to play, uh, they'll just be like, oh, fuck it, and leave. I mean, I think there was a time in my life where I used to kind of be like, people who rage quit are like, what's ruining that right now? And now I kind of do... I empathize much more with, like, the just, like, yes, if you're not having fun, you should concede, or, like, you should, like... Yeah, move or, on. You know, like, there's no point in playing if it's going to make you miserable. That being said, I, I feel like it happens less now because the community pushes those people out of the community. Yeah, and the, the, and the community has organized in such a way to, I mean, not punish that behavior, but, like, if you're if you're a dick like that, people are going to call you out. No, I agree, and I think that's good. I call people out. Like, I, I will post screenshots on Slack if someone's an actual asshole like not like not just like an asshole like hey rude but like if someone like really curses me out or like you know calls me a fag which i fucking hate being called a fag it's so terrible it's um, like the lowest effort insult anyone can muster it feels bad like, it feels oh. bad well it's, it's just like it's 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 a feels bad for me because i i live in like i live in a bubble where like it's pretty easy to be like bi and like live a life that isn't you know, where I, I've lived pretty free of harassment in my, like, yeah. real life and online life. And then, like, you know, I don't want to be called a fake because it reminds me, like, oh, yeah, by the way, like, there's terrible people out there who are going to, like, make me feel bad for, like, no reason. So, but, yeah, if someone's doing that, then I will post on, you know, Slack and be like, hey, this guy's a serious dickhead. I have no problem shaming people. Like, the community self-regulates. Yes, in a, in a wonderful way right now. Have you seen that guy on? Well, maybe it's a girl. That that person on JNet that where the username is like, I don't want to play against museum or like I hate museum. <laughs> yes, I respect it. I, respect I think it's it. museum you know, like, is the worst. Museum is the worst. I I just respect it because it's like they know what they're about. Yeah, they, yeah, they know. Like it's <laughs> they've come to the conclusion they hate fucking playing against museum. That's fine. I think most people. Um, do. Yeah, I think some people are, like, not good at communicating it. Like, some people are like, I really hate playing against, like... I think there's a lot of people who, like, really hate playing against CI, but would still play those games, casually. For a period when everyone was playing CTM, if a CTM would pop up, I'd be like, oh, do is I there really a deck want to play you... this? No, probably not. Is there a deck you, like, see, like, you, like, hate? Not, like, irrationally, but you're like, I just don't want to fucking play against this no matter what kind of deck? Pretty much Val and CTM, just because 
when I was really? playing JNet the most. Those were the two decks everyone was fucking playing, and I was like, oh, just play something else. Everyone fucking plays these. So boring. I think on the corp side, I really hate playing against any sort of advanceable ice deck. Like, actually, like, it's... Uh, no, no, sorry. No, oh, no, no, those no. are my Sand- favorite decks. I love this. Sandberg. <laughs> it's, it's... First off, oh, yeah. first one, Sandberg. We've covered Sandberg. Sandberg decks. We've yeah. covered Sandberg. I hate advanceable ice decks <laughs> um, because I think they're very high. They're, I, I think it's, like, kind of the same reason I don't like Mushin. I like... I, I think Mushin's more fine than advanceable ice decks. Yeah. Because the advanceable ice decks have a high roll problem. A high which is roll? Like, yeah, like, so... The problem I have with the Advanceable Ice decks is they're usually not very good, but then sometimes they're excellent. SSO is ride or die. It's like you either win in six turns, lose in four turns, or lose in eight turns. I don't have a problem with SSO. I have a problem with this really grindy Advanceable Ice decks that are running like MassCom and all the recursion for MassCom. It's just like, play MassCom all the time. And you have Aket, which can't be... Like, you can't Hippo Aket then. Mm -hmm. And it's just like Great fucking ice. miserable. <laughs> well, it, like I mean, I think it is a good quote unquote ice. I just like I find that frustrating to play against. I find it frustrating to play against, especially because I like playing Anarch a lot. Yeah, and Anarch's just really not good against invisible ice decks. Not so, these days. Yeah, yeah, they just don't have the tools. That is like my irrational deck. I hate on Runner side. There's not much I really hate on Runner side that I'm like I always hate playing against this. Yeah, now that Apoc has been toned down, it's not as bad like if you get a puck these days it's like fair i don't like playing sun i don't like playing against sunny i like sunny you just have to win before she can do anything yeah but the problem is like sometimes like i don't okay i don't like games where i don't feel like i have any like i don't i feel like the outcome is not determined by my decision making but because like i drew my cards in the wrong order and sunny as a corp is one of those games where i feel like if i just my agenda's all in the bottom half of my deck like it's like okay guess i lose you know, um, that's frustrating I, to me. I know, but only because I feel like corps in general, if you get a sick opening hand as a corp, like your win percentage just like rockets up. And like if you get screwed but by that's draw not as a good corp, either. It's, like, eh, it's just the but game. That's not good. But that's not good. That's not good. We want what we want is we don't want games to be decided by opening hand variants. We want games to be decided by which player made the best decisions opening hand variance also comes down to deck building though no that's no that's not how no but no no I that's mean, not a little true bit. at all like hey, i mean a little bit but it's if you put like uh, cards that don't work together combo cards that you need to assemble all the pieces of exodia to do anything with your deck and you get a bad opening hand because you have two pieces of the eight you need to do anything with your deck that's kind of your fault do you know what I think is one of the worst parts of Standard right now? That isn't, like, meta-specific. It's a part of how the game is structured right now. Please tell me. I think Rashida is really bad for the game. Ooh. From, like, a like a, a game design perspective. She was, she was big fuel for a time when Corpse would just lose. Like, no one would play Corpse on JNet mm-hmm. post-Flashpoint, right? It was just, like, you had, like, six runner games waiting for someone to like play corp and have a bad time i think the problem right now is like basically the opening corp hands where you can get like an ice and a rashida is like really good (laughs) compared to the hands where you don't well rashida is just so excellent right 
Well, it's like the it's the it's the same problem with Sensi Actors Union in some res- like Sensi Actors Union has a lot of problems. If you have a power card that's really good from the word go, mm-hmm. it just increases opening hand variance because it means the hands in which you draw it in your opening hand are like your win percentage is like maybe ten percent higher. But we don't want like I don't want to play a game where you know I feel like my win rate goes up or down in a big way depending yeah. on like what my opponent drew or I drew. I think that's but fair. like the. the but that's why I, the sunny that's the it's the sunny problem. Yeah, and I mean sunny kind of just is not that good anyway, so it's not a huge problem to me. The other Unless you're Captain Nice. They are really good. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say something about Rashida, which is like she's the modern equivalent of Jackson Howard. Like it's this unbelievable power card that Every corp basically plays unless you're playing some weird ass remoteless titan nonsense. But I agree with you. The difference is Jackson Howard was like a, a flotation device, making sure you wouldn't lose, and Rashida's just like gas to make you go faster and actually do stuff. Uh, I mean, like I disagree in some sense because I think Rashida with ice on the first turn is better than Jackson with ice on the first turn. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Jackson doesn't help you win. He helps you not lose. No, I disagree with that. I think that, like, Jackson does help you win because, like, you need to draw cards to win the game to find agendas or to find kill pieces or to find assets. Like, there's, like, things you need to find. And being able to click for two is really good at most parts of the game. I would argue that the average value you get from a Jackson is higher than the average Rashida. But... The Rashida problem is one of variance because Rashida, like in like let's say the first three turns, is way better than Rashida in like the last five turns of the game because it's about speed oh, yeah. and not about like the things that Jackson. Like I mean, I don't think the Jackson comparison is good either because Jackson is doing something very different than Rashida. Well, because the Rash- comparison is just speed. Yeah, the comparison was it's not a mandatory in a deck building sense. But it's card that every corp pretty much auto includes, right? And it brings yeah. up the power level of the corpse, which is that a problem right now? Are we in a corp meta? Still up for debate. I think debate. we are in a corp meta. Oh, is it up for debate? <laughs> Isn't the win rate like 60% or something for corpse right now? Asa has like a really high win rate. Is it that good? Maybe. Yeah, it's it's quite good. Oh, go corpse. Yeah. If you look at the inter- if you look at the intercontinentals data, actually it's like I remember, like, in the first round, like, basically, Corpse won every game. Sick. Go Corpse. Yeah. Corpse are really good. Yeah. Feels good to play um, Corpse these days. I like it. Let's move on to something more interesting. Yeah, we actually we got to get to one of our actual topics. Shh. People don't know that this show has structure. Um, <laughs> I mean, we barely. We teased this last time a little bit. Netrunner's a game. FFG. Proud original owners sad to to see them go and now this this nice bunch of people has come along they're the worst they, they make a freaking meta eric's like oh i don't like the meta right now you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna help him play test a better one maybe he'll ban rashida i, mean... I don't know uh <laughs> yeah so what i want to do now eric is to just list we'll go one at a time Top five things we hate about Nisei. I give mm. you the floor. Okay, so I'll start with my number five, and then you can do your number five. Ooh, going up from five. Bold. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. We got it. We got it. We got it. Yeah, dude, come on. I, okay, so my number five. These other... Also, like, I want to I wanna preface this. 
No prefacing. You know, okay, you're right. You're right. I, I fucking hate Nisei. Sorry. Let, let, let me let me rephrase. <laughs> That's gonna be a sound <laughs> clip. It's gonna be looped during worlds or whatever. Oh, it's yeah, be so every good. time. Every time. Uh, yeah, that needs to be a command. It's okay. Um, number five. Putting worlds in Europe over its ancestral home in Minnesota. Now. I'm not saying it has to be in Minnesota specifically. I'm just saying, why are we giving the Europeans more tournaments? You know, we give them the bare minimum and that's it. World should be an, is a North American phenomenon attended by North Americans. We're losing the cultural identity. Agree. Of Netrunner. Of Netrunner. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Look, Richard Garfield american maybe i think <laughs> ffg he's, yeah he's from he's from he's american. american they got sure they got bought out by asmodee france asmodee i don't know and now we're we're just bowing to that and putting worlds in europe no disgrace worlds disgrace. in worlds in europe is definitely a culture war issue that i'm willing to take a stand on and that stand is I was about to say America first, but I realized that's maybe the worst wording I could use. This is a this is a pretty big flip from our previous stance on America. Like, no, because it's easy. Well, no, America's still awful, but like, <laughs> it's easy to get. It's easier for Canada Canadians, the true you know, like the true fans, to yes. make their way to awards in the United States or Canada. I mean, we're just supposed to be in Canada this year. What? We should just always have worlds in Canada. Like, let's real Why talk put it anywhere else? Why the put it thing anywhere I else? liked about Minnesota, uh, Roseville, Minnesota, is that no one knows where that is. It's horribly it's inconvenient like Winnipeg. to get to. Well, this is my point. Why not double down on it? Make it in Canada. World's Winnipeg every year. It's a pain it's in the like ass for everyone. Mm. Only true fans will go. <laughs> It's like an Amer. It's like worlds in America, but with better poutine and, and actual healthcare. Do you guys actually have legit poutine out there? Yes. You don't care. Winnipeg has the largest contingent of French Canadians outside of New Brunswick and Quebec. Oh my. Oh. Okay. We'll have an episode. We'll get my mom <laughs> on there. We'll talk about French. In we have a we have a whole section of the city. We have a section of the city where like they don't speak to you in English. I've been there. It's pretty good. But poutine... St. Boniface, yeah. So, okay, so people think poutine is this Canadian food. Poutine it is has been food. culturally appropriated by Canada from so, its ancestral from home of Quebec. Well, I thought you were gonna say I thought you were gonna say like it was some indigenous food. I'm like Canada has a long <laughs> tradition of appropriating food from indigenous people. <laughs> Don't worry, it's not gonna stop us now. No, know. but wait a second. Quebec is in Canada as much as they want to not believe it. Hey, look, they are a a people within a nation. I don't want to <laughs> oh, touch this. this. Oh my this god. Is some, this is some party Quebecois like nationalist bullshit. Yes. Like, no, and also <laughs> no, because they have been recognized as a nation within a nation. They're, no, they've been recognized as a distinct culture as a distinct and separate culture. They're oh, still god. Canadians. We're we're gonna do a, an episode. Okay, half the episodes from now on are about Canadian identity and politics and bullshit, and the other half will be about. <laughs> I mean, the the hook. Here's the secret: it was going to be a Canadian podcast all along. The Netrunner content was just to get a viewer base in the first place. Oh, I'm. And now, once we now get we a handful of episodes under our belt, 
you freaking know I'm going for those government art grants about like Canadian culture. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do Trudeau out of some dollars here. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, we can get like uh, we can get Rick Mercer on as a guest. Oh god, guess. that'd be amazing. That's a, that's yeah, a he's going to be like, yes, I'm going to go on this podcast about a board game. <laughs> he's done, he's done, his show's done. He's got free time. I'm sure he's not busy at all, yeah. Okay. Uh, what's your number five? Number five for Phil. JNet was already one of the most popular Netrunner websites in the world. Would you agree? Yes. Jinteki.net. And yet, you mm-hmm. know, there's this organization that comes along. Netrunner dies. And they choose a name from what faction? Jinteki again. Like, yeah, I get the meaning. Nisei. It's like second generation in Japanese. Oh, come on. Like, Holy shit. Hostile Takeover? That's a good name, too. Give Waylon some love. Wait a second. Is that true? Look it up. Is that, is that what Nisei means? Yeah. I thought they just chose Nisei because it was like a Netrunner word. And it's a clever... Is it a pun? Oh. It, it's wordplay of some sort. Uh, uh, reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, I didn't know, I didn't know that's my number five gripe is, come on, come on. The Jinteki, the Jinteki bias. Yes, exactly. Just spread the spread the faction love around a little bit. What's your favorite core faction? Oh, look, I wish I could like Jinteki. I'm not smart enough to pull <laughs> off Jinteki, so it's Waylon. <laughs> I mean, I like Wayland because, yeah, I'm in, like, the, the like, you know, meat damage machine goes burr. Like. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> yes. like Jinteki, you have to fool them into, like, accessing a specific series of cards and doing side <laughs> games just right. Like, fuck. I ain't got yeah, the yeah. brains just, for that. Just, just fucking kill Just him. fucking kill him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My number four. Uh, and now we're getting into, like, what I would consider actual real ca- complaints. Oh, it's going <laughs> um, to be spicy. All right. So, like, the term scoops, I think, has been devalued by Nisei. Not by me, if, the guy who constantly asks for any scoops? Well, like, I think it's, like, it's it's Nisei setting a bad example that the community's latched onto. I remember a time when leaks, you know, actually were a thing. I mean, you could get excited about leaks. I remember spoiler. We all remember spoiler, Ken. Community hero. Snowjack. Tragic mis- Yeah. Tra- tragic misanthrope. I remember Steel Skin. I remember Steel Skin. And it's like weird to me to have like Nisei members like be like on stream, be like, oh, we're gonna get scoops. And like every time they say like no, obviously not. Like it just seems <laughs> like a really it just seems like the jokes would basically run into the ground by Nisei. And I hate that. <laughs> Look, if I like if I like jokes with a little dirt on them because they've been run into the ground, yeah, that's that's my personal preference. Do you wanna do you wanna explain Steel Skin to people who weren't up there back then? Because it comes up a do lot. You, you see it around once. Do a you lot. know that? Do, do, do you even know what I'm talking about? With I, the Steel Skin thing. Kinda, yeah. Steel Skin was the work in progress name for I've had worse. I think. Yeah. So Snowjacks was spoiling cards over 4chan correct and they had a batch of cards and this is by the time that they've been doing like because they spoiled dad and destiny and sand sand cycle and so like ffg knew they had a leak problem at the time ffg testing pods were isolated from each other yep so you'd have like the new york pod which would be like six people and they'd provide feedback separate from like the london pod yeah we had a few people in calgary here that were were testing i wasn't into the game back then snowjacks 
posted a set of spoilers, and one of the cards was called Steel Skin, which had the text of I've Had Worse. So it was yep. like when it was trashed from net damage or meat damage, draw three cards. It came out that it was I've Had Worse. And then also, I think like after that, we stopped getting spoiler updates from Snowjacks after a point. And so the theory was that Steel Skin was like a dud name put in one of the testing groups yeah. to like sniff out who was leaking. Very clever, Damon. Like, I don't know if this is, like, the, the problem is, I don't know if this is ever true. Because my understand like, talking to other people, my understanding was that Snowjax was getting, was, like, in, like, a, dist- was, like, from China in a distributing center. Like, I, the, as I say this, it sounds fucking bad. What? But, but, like, my understanding was that Snowjax was, like, at the, was, like, after the testing process, at, like, the printing process. No. And that's how they were getting. No freaking way! No, I don't know. Like they were like, I don't know. I don't know. We never found out who Snowjacks really was, dude. Snowjacks like, revealed themselves in Slack. I'm gonna beat this they? out, but I'm ninety percent sure it was. It was. Wasn't it? No fucking Ask him. way! It was. I will. I'm the first thing. I'm, I'm first thing I'm doing after this podcast. Wasn't it? After... All right. I don't think. I don't think so. Wow, but, um, I, anyway, I so want to get him. I want to live in a society where we can scoop, like, you know, we need some spice. I want to see some cards leaked. So Some I'm actual leak leaks, them. not some, yeah, give me some, some little give me some breadcrumbs. Give me, some, from... give, me some, give me some fucking drama. Instead of, like, this manufactured, like, we will give you the, we, we will give you the scoops when we deem it appropriate. Agree. You know? Agree. We, someone in Nisei is listening to this. Be the hero we need. <laughs> we need to seize the means of scoop production for ourselves. The, the insane thing. Is they till oh my god they still talk about Netrunner on 4chan, like there's still Netrunner threads there. Is that true? Is that true? Yeah, probably not as much as there once was, but there's still there's still 4chan threads, which just blows my mind. I don't know how common they are, but this came to my attention a little like maybe maybe uh, intercontinentals. (laughs) I'll start scooping on 4chan anonymously. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh. You you need to come up with a sick name like Snowjacks. Well, like it's the it's the it's the perfect cover because now that I've announced I'm do gonna do it, they'll never think if it's you. It, yeah, they'll be like Eric's. Well, I am that dumb, but like they'll be like Eric's not that dumb. He wouldn't actually do it. Then watch me. Ah, <sighs> uh, who's the who's the lead tester right now? Devadis. DC doesn't have a structure. It's just a bunch of people talking. Yeah, okay. But <laughs> the lead of Dev right now is uh, Divinus. Okay. I- I'm sure they will be able to figure out this clever trap to also identify you and then shame you. Oh, is Eric all along? We did some have someone leak the Ashes cycle. Really? Yeah, I know who it was, too. They leaked it to Abram Jot. Oh, who doesn't like Abram? We should have him on the show. No, I think I, I think we should have Abram on the show. But um, people like he leaked it to Abram, and Abram immediately went to DC and said, "Like, hey, by the way, like someone leaked your entire cycle to me, and then it never got released." <laughs> I was like, I think they expected like Abram to like be like, "Fuck me, say like here's the cycle," and Abram was like, "Actually, uh, someone is leaking." <laughs> I was like, "That's awesome. It's pretty, it pretty good." So the the moral here is, if you're gonna leak it, leak it to me. Don't send it to the big boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's your number th- four? Number four. Who the fuck is Zach? Like, we know there's this president, oh. Zach. <laughs> we saw him talk one freaking time at Worlds for a little bit, announce some stuff. He did a little mea culpa, everything's going to be late. Oh, no. Sure. Hey, 
Let's hear about this guy. Who the fuck is this? I actually met Zach at Worlds. He's quite nice. You know, he seems, he nice. seems to. Well, he seems to me to be one of those people who doesn't want to be in the spotlight, which I think is also a good job for the president. Why know? is he hiding? Come on. He's we not hiding. At least first, okay, first off, I don't know. Like, what the fuck is he going to say? He's going to say, I'm the freaking president. This is what's happening. Well, he, I mean, he did with the delays. I think he's busy running Nisei. <laughs> I think he's busy running Nisei. It's not like he can respond. You know, it's like if you have a problem with McDonald's, you just call like a customer support representative. The fucking CEO of like, you know, <laughs> Mr. McDonald's himself doesn't come down and like pick up the phone. Like, well, maybe I think they should. Uh, I don't know why, three? but I just, I just thought, <laughs> I, <should> have, <laughs> I was thinking about McDonald's. I had a brief moment where I thought like the song old McDonald had a farm and McDonald's restaurant were in like the same cinematic universe. Uh, but I Johnny realized that McDonald, no Canadian he, prime minister. He got, he got his uh, head cut. This statue, this statue got his head cut off. Like, yeah, I know. I saw that. Week. It's so good. Yeah. It was excellent. That it had to be, that head had been cut off in 1992 with a welding torch. Like it was a fake, <laughs> like it was like, oh, it was the second. Yeah. Head. Yeah. No, yeah. It was the second head that got taken off, which is pretty oh, great. Very good. Okay. Let's keep moving on. My number three. I fucking hate these goddamn functional erratas we keep getting. They're so functional. Like, Fuck them. Well, like, okay. <laughs> let me guess how to play this no, game let... by myself. Okay, no, 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 no. Anyone un fucking understands how Sundu works. Let me read Sundu. Oh, God. The first time the runner spends at least one click on his or her turn, gain two credits unless the runner just initiated a run on this server. Like, why doesn't that make sense? Like that just makes sense. It's so easy. It's intuitive. It's like three lines of text. Yeah. Are you ready? Ready for the ready for the errata? Tell me the paragraph. The first time the runner spends one or more clicks during the turn, gain two credits. If those clicks were spent to take an action, the first time during that action a run in the server begins, pay two dollars. It's honestly not that much worse. I know where you're it's coming like, from. It's bad. It's like this is like the whole like I've never understood this argument of like daily business show needs an errata because it quote unquote doesn't work. The rules are made up. The the rules only work because we believe they work. If we all believe daily business shows work, we don't need a functional errata. Like you know what I'm saying? I th this is my problem with Global Foods Initiative. It doesn't explicitly say it's active in the runner score area. It just says when it's in the runner score area, not. This is active when in the runner score area. But we all know, but like, 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 no, it's I so agree. intuitive, but it's intuitive. If you just know, like, okay, I like, can I be quite honest? No. When people say shit, like, like, I'm going to make fun of you. When um, people are like, but like global food doesn't work. Like you look at the text. It doesn't make any sense with the rules framework. I'm like, read the fucking card. Like you, we all know it's, <laughs> we all know it's worth two agenda points in the run of score. Move on with your life. You know, it's just, it's just to me, like they changed. I don't know. It's just like, and then you got to fucking like, look, you always got to look like, I mean, like same thing with Omar now. Like you got to like, look up the ruling all the time and be like, Oh, like here's like eight years of like netrunner knowledge in the toilet. Now we like have changed the wording for fun. Yeah. Like I hate the function. I hate the functional errata so much. God, I really Love want to you. defend it right now, but that's really not the spirit of this top five things. <laughs> so I love you. Let's I love, keep going. I love you, Jacob. By the way, love you, Jacob. Yeah. Oh, you're so good. Thank you, Jacob. Yeah, Jacob's amazing. Fuck the functional erratas. Terrible system. Let's just play a game <laughs> where we make belief.
Um, Yes, yes. Unironically, yes. But number three. Number three, everyone I interact with from Nisei is really nice. And it makes it very hard to build a list of grievances. (laughs) Fuck those people. There aren't really any bad Nisei people, eh? Not that I've encountered. (laughs) I don't talk to all of them. Uh, I'm trying to even think, like... Well, there was one time I got into an argument with one of them, but that's, like, fine. They bought me a beer. I, I bought them a beer later, so it worked out. Oh, okay. That's, that's nice of you. But, but yeah, no, the Nisei, like, people are good. It's tough. I would. I think it's tough to be a Nisei staff member. Okay, no, we can't defend them. <laughs> we can't be like, oh, but they're volunteers. No, fuck them. All right. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Fuck, <laughs> yeah, fuck Nisei staff. Sorry. If you're, <laughs> if you're a member of Nisei, you're a piece of shit. Sorry. Just want to get that out of the way. Okay, that was um, what Eric do you mean it's a little mean? You, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean it's a little mean? Quote, I, 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 start to, I start defending them, and, and you're like, oh, we can't defend them? <laughs> okay. 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 Number two, Eric. Uh, Hit me. Oh, yeah, my number two. Oh, the website sucks. I mean, that's not even a hot take. Just the website sucks. I think they know the website sucks. I know the website sucks. Everyone knows the website sucks. They've said it's... the website sucks, which is why my number two is they keep saying they're fixing the website. It'll be out soon. <laughs> this has been like three years, guys. Come on. That's... Fix Wait, the website. How many, how many years do you think DC's been around for? Because it's definitely not three. <laughs> like one and a half. I was being yeah, hyperbolic. Like but, you know, that, that's, the, that's the synergy we bring to this podcast, the one-two punch. I set them up and you knock them down, Phil. <laughs> yeah, this is a perfect example of this. So, like, how no. many websites are on the internet? Dozens and dozens and dozens. <laughs> like, just make a website, guys. Yeah, I, I, and it's, girls. It's so, it, and others. I know nothing about. I know nothing about making a website, but I imagine it's incredibly easy. Which means that it's only more shameful that Nisei doesn't have a good website. Look, if anyone else can do anything, I can do it just as good, if not better. And then make excuses you, afterwards as to why that's not the case. But do you have a website? No, I don't. Well, well, I imagine okay. it's very easy. Ah, uh, yeah, it's so easy. I could do it if I really wanted to. But yeah, exactly. I don't, if I really so. wanted to, it's easy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what's your I, number? We're one? back to you. We're back to you. We, we oh, we're back to me. Okay. Clump those together. Um, I think Nisei does a poor job at communicating through official channels, and like I am frustrated when, like. I'm trying to get information about something Nisei is doing or like something that's going on. And like, there's people who are like Nisei affiliated, like posted in like the Slack channel, Slack general, for example, like responding. And it's like, I'm like, is that official like confirmation? Like, can I bank that? Like, how are these people related? Yeah. Like, are these people like on the relevant team, but they're like speaking? It's just like that bothers me in some respect because I would rather nothing be said than like, the information being like piecemeal from like five different people across like all these different channels. I would rather like, I'd rather just wait and have like, you know, it'd it be like that basically. Like I find that frustrating. There's not even a list of someone you should ask if you have a question. Yeah. Like I wish like something I did wish was like, you know, is there a list, a list of like people in a jobs, not like in an accountability sense, just but like, there have been times where I've been asking, like, about, like, when a card's coming out, and, like, someone from, like, the MWL team responds. And I'm like, do you know something that, like, you're, but you're on MWL, but, like, are you talking to, like, are you speaking for, like, you know, that team? Like, 
I think Nisi does a, a poor job at controlling the message. Um, and this, I think, rolls back to my complaints about El Presidente Zach. He should be saying all the things. He should be saying no, the next cycle no, this is, a is out on this day, and if it ain't, then it's my fault. Accountability. But I don't think they know. I don't think they know. Like I don't think they know. They shouldn't know. There's no way they would know everything, but they just gotta make that call and then make it happen. So you think like so? Okay, you're telling like okay. One second. Can we take like? Is this an actual take or is this you? Are you memeing with me? No, I think there should okay. be announcements. Look, that I know this happened before you were born, but <laughs> once upon a time there was this game called Halo Two. I don't know who the lead developer was, but then he got a tattoo saying Halo 2 is going to be out. I think it was in November at some point, and he tattooed it because it was going to fucking happen. And it did. So, yeah. Zach, I get mean... some fucking tattoos. <laughs> okay, here's the problem. I don't think Nisei knows when Gateway is going to come out. This has been made very clear. Well, no, for sure. Like, oh, okay, wow, <laughs> actual spice. <laughs> I think who's who's being mean to Nisei now? <laughs> no, I think both. I think I mean like I would rather have them have just like I think the whole like Mia culpa like we fucked up and like it's gonna be longer than we thought is like just good communication. Oh, I like I, I don't need to know the reasons. That. I don't need to know the reason. Like my frustration is like when I'm like asking a question about like the format for intercontinentals and someone from like the art team is responding yeah well I'm that's like, i think you're I'm like why with me here eric so it should but have no, been because no we fucked up it should be it's gonna the... be late it's gonna be released january well, 8th and boom even if it's well, ready I think, no but it's, i know no, you don't no, know how months no. work but even if it's ready <laughs> in early december just fucking keep it till january and then you're no, like oh be... fucking called it I'm the boss. Well, I think I'm the Zach. reason. I, think I don't the know what reason, Zach sounds like, but I, I think the reason they have a hard time nailing down a date is because, like, in like a company, like, okay, first off, this is not a company, but in a company, when the artwork is, work is done in house, uh-huh. you have control over when that artwork's produced, and like the same thing for like if you're like you know if you're big like a company with like a a contract with a printing organization you have more control over when shit happens. But if you're just like a volunteer organization that doesn't, that like doesn't have a lot of, con- like basically the, it's production and it's art are like both done by contract out of like, not within the control of the organization. It's hard to be like, you know, like it's hard to be like, okay, we're going to release it on December 14th. And then like five of the art pieces aren't in time. So like, are we just going to fucking release it with no art? Like what's the plan? Yeah. Release a sticker pack to patch it later. No. Okay. Okay. No, but, like, and I don't think Zach, like, my complaint is not that I think the solution is for Zach to, is for, I don't think the solution is for, like, the president to fucking be hopping into general chat in Slack and being, like, here's the answer. Because I don't think he does, but I don't think he has the answer. I think the solution is Nisei members need to not fucking talk about stuff. It's frustrating to me as someone who's not Nisei because, like, I just think there's it's ripe for miscommunication, and I think people should like only be talking on from their departments. Okay. You know, even if like I think there's like people trying to be helpful, but I think you need to control the message and just be like, not say anything. There are times when I, as a playtest, like people are asking questions in in general chat, right, about like what's the format for gateway, like when's this product coming out or whatever. I don't fucking say anything because like it's not. I I'm like 
adjacent to this process. So like, I know, like I've gleaned some details, but like, I'm not the person on that team. So I shouldn't be saying anything or it should be reality check. Who's the, she's the communications director. Yes. Well, or well, they, is it Spencer Spencer? Well, this is like, the, I think also Nisei needs like a, a ledger of like what people's fucking jobs are. Speaking of controlling like, message, I, let's do the official, the shadow net stance right here. No one fucking say anything, Anise. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yep, that, that's our stance. <laughs> just let, just let Zach say everything. The end. Sure. Um, what's your number one? Number one, Shaper still sucks. We we told them no, this well, that's a better, three that's, weeks uh, ago. That's a positive. Fix it. That's a positive. <laughs> no, I that's mean... not. It's definitely not positive. <laughs> Free the OG think... Polly's Cafe. Make Shaper good. Just ban all the other factions. The end. I remember that conversation. Uh, No, I mean, listen. Man, I really don't want to get in trouble with Nisei. But like... (laughs) The the magic of editing is on your side. As someone who's been recently playing the Shaper cards in Gateway, because we have to playtest them. Oh, fuck. You're you're Um, getting so many horse heads. (laughs) I think... Okay, this whole thing's getting deleted. Viable deaths. Deleted. And then I found out like a few days ago that it deleted. No, 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 you might just deleted. No, it's like, uh, listen, I said it like deleted. <laughs> Exclusively. Right, right, right. Deleted. Yeah. Just put a bleep. Deleted. Yeah. Just bleep it. <laughs> okay, deleted. I think Gateway's gonna be deleted. I don't know how to do that. We'll figure it out. Um, okay. Deleted. We're gonna, it's gonna be the first cards in a deleted. Even playing in these community t- tournaments? No, no. Like I was saying, I haven't been playing too much Netrunner. The closest thing I've been playing to Netrunner is uh, a Scriblio. Alexis the Mean Lady put together this the list of Netrunner cards that people are playing this online game where you try to draw the card and people are guessing what you're trying to draw. It's great. It's good fun. Ask around if you want to be included. I don't know how often they play games, but it's super fun. Tell us about actual Netrunner, though. The Ocarina format? Sanjay has a special Sanjay's been knocking it out of the... Like, for those not acquainted, so, like, basically, it's regular Netrunner, but when you pick an ID, you play basically like a unique resource or an agenda from that faction. It's so cool. And like when you pick the agenda, you trigger the win squad ability. So like you start with the like you start with like an Nisei token, for example. Mm-hmm. And so there's like a couple let me let me let me read through a couple identities. It's quite interesting. So like the runner This you is can the one of the most be... inventive formats we've seen. Oh, in a long it's time. so good. You can choose to be Hernando Cortez. You can choose to be Cyber Trooper to loot. You can choose to be Aesops. You can play as like. On the corpse side, uh, you can be Glen Station. You could just bring this <laughs> card into a a shadow realm of the the game where the runner will never access it, and then pop it out whenever you want. So cool. The corpse you can start as like bacterial programming or house. Of, you can have the house of knives counters oh, or cool. efficiency committee counters or Aries. Or you can start as Aries and have like the Aries ability from the word go. Okay. So 
I think, you know, it's like a fun, it's definitely like requires a lot of deck building because like the game changes, like you want to build your deck around your ID. And so like, you, there's a, I think it's a, a very deck building heavy format, which I think people, some people really like. Some people yes. really want to sort of dig in and it was so they it ran really, this, really good. They ran the second one because there was a first one a while back. Are you, there's been a recent second tournament? Is that correct? Yeah, this was like a, it's like a week and a half ago. How'd you do? I did not play. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Me neither. I love the concept. I think I watched the stream a little bit. Thank you. I mean, for like the reason, the reason why I didn't play was because how do I explain this? Like I had uh, Ti on a Saturday. <laughs> of course, a fucking course. Of course. <laughs> Is this a Ti and... league? Like, what's going on? Who plays? Who plays it that much? Dude, it's like Corona. Plus, people ju- like a bunch of people who are like are just finishing university. Plus, like general unemployment in the country hmm. means uh, we play a lot of board games. It's <laughs> fair, but why this one specifically? Oh, because we're fucking we're fucking nerds and we like it. Okay, but I had a friend. I had two friends who were like really into it. Chris, I man, I always mispronounce it. Chris Fazio, Fazio. Um, analyze Chris. He's a snare bear. Mm-hmm. He got third, which we were really excited about. But, like, I, one of the problems I have with Ocarina, and this is not, like, a problem, I think, of the format. It's just, like, a problem I have. It the top so five much... things we hate about Ocarina. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just have an issue with... the. It, it requires a lot of deck building. Yeah. I, I like that. And it's a lot of time. It's a lot of time. Yeah, I can't like, sit down test. and, like, look at all these cards yeah. right now. Someday I hope to be back in that place, but not right now. I think it's tough. Yeah, I think it's tough. It's it's tough. Like you know, it's a lot. It's a lot deck deck building. And so like for some people that really like that, for me it makes it harder to like get into it because it's like it's literally a whole new meta. That's what um, I like, so, like about it. To... There's like crazy shit coming from every direction, and you don't know what yeah. to expect, right? I think Cyberdeck Sandbox ended up being too good. Yeah, <laughs> was what happened but like i mean that's fine i the one of the things i like about this format too is they just like nerf stuff when it's too good or buff stuff like it's good it's been good you know i i, I like it a lot and then there was another lockdown tournament i like the lockdown correct me if i'm wrong here they have like a custom ban list every time someone wins one of the lockdowns they can like ban or restrict a different card man Lockdown used to be so simple. Now it's like a fucking like cinematic universe of lockdown tournaments like this deep lore now and like it's just like a weird. It, it's like Bizarro Netrunner, where it's it's well, very close to the standard meta, but there's just like these big uh, cards is, is it not very there close to the that shift meta? everything. Well, okay, so like the the two the two sort of like things about it is one, it has a point system, so IDs are afforded point values, and then you can only play ten points worth of IDs. Mm-hmm. So like you can only you can only run like a seven point corp ID and like a three point runner ID, and like the Runner ID, Corp ID is like at five you have like Biotech and Acme, and at like ten you have like CTM and Titan and Acer. Yeah. And so, and then so like the intent is to get like IDs that you would play less get played because like they're worth less points, right? Mm-hmm. The ban list plus what the IDs cost in terms of points, those are decided by like voting, I think, or it's by community by the Something people who like did that. well in the last tournament. They get yeah. a say. Have you ever played in a lockdown tournament? I have never played in a lockdown. I was very tempted to do one of the earlier ones, but I think I was trying to organize my own tournament over here right at the the start of Corona life. Uh, so I never jumped into it. 
but yeah, now it's like so far down into its own hole of its own meta that I'm like, oh god, do I want to touch that? Nah. Uh, I've I've been I've played in like about two of them, I think. Okay, I liked it. I mean, I have a problem. <laughs> I also dislike lockdown personally. I think it's a fun format. It's just not for me. Listen, I don't want to be mean, but. I think I think that this this episode we can be mean. Next oh, this episode we'll open great. up and we'll like beg for forgiveness to like. Well, we gotta talk. I I guarantee you, next episode we're doing top five things we like about Nisei. Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> like as penance, so we keep like so we don't get blacklisted. So we don't get from... banned for life. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what they say. That's why we started with the things we dislike first. It's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. That is what they say. Okay, but one of the reasons I don't like lockdown, it just pumps my intuition that most people are really fucking terrible at thinking about what the MWL should be. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, it's like, it's like people just are like, "Am I losing to a card? If so, fucking ban it." There's that like right up my alley. Uh, it's just so. Sometimes I've looked at the Corp lockdown ban list and I've been like, how the fuck do Corps win games? We ban every good Corp card. Like, <laughs> it's so... The runner side, I think, is a bit better, but it's like, oh, geez. We're like, missing a lot of the power cards, yeah. Which I, I, I think know. that makes it interesting, right? I mean, it, it's a very... I think the goal of lockdown in some sense is to, like, for, just to force people to play worse decks. Yes. And this does that. I just don't want to be artificially forced into playing bad cards. I don't have an issue. I like the ID system, the point ID system. I think that's interesting. Uh, I think the ban list is often not good. But I do think one of the advantages of the ban list is because the ban lists are so bad, it often becomes that there's only like one good corp list or like one sort of like really good avenue to fall into. And so each meta kind of becomes like a puzzle of like what's the fucking good list we can make out of this heap of trash <laughs> i think that is interesting like so it's a puzzle every time and they're popular like they get a good number of people they have like i in my opinion they have like a dedicated core and then also like people who sort of like join and there's another they're gonna run another one and i think they're running a single one basically every month vesper's also so good like we talked about how great vesper's but vesper's just been yeah. crushing it oh yeah both in um, Nisei things and out of Nisei things was just yeah Vesper's nice. I would like to meet Vesper in person. I think he's one of the people I haven't really met in person before. I would like to meet Vesper in person for sure. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see if we get banned for life from every Nisei event. After <laughs> We're gonna get blacklisted from the Nisei worlds. <laughs> like we won't be allowed in the door. We'll have yeah, to walk through the windows. Why would you let us in after the things we said? This is so mean. I think that no, I think there was only one thing I said which was actually mean. And everything else was like fine. <laughs> we'll beep that out and we'll meet Vesper at Worlds in a couple of years. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too much deck building for me in all these formats. So the thing I'm really, really? excited about. Yeah, I'm like I don't have that brain space, man. Forget about it. Have you seen Netrunner Reboot Project? Once again, Abram Drop bringing us uh, some crazy format he rebalanced every card starting from core and i think he's up to like order and chaos yeah and yeah yeah with a technical wizard i think it's pre-sheaf oh yeah you're right pre-sheaf they they've created a jnet mirror for this whole thing and they've created a way to have a jump start deck which is just like a randomized 
sort of smartly put together deck of cards and it just yeah. boots you into a game. That's so amazing to me. It So the basic structure of it is they have like sort of archetypes. Yeah. And then, you know, Jinteki Glacier might be an archetype. And then the archetype itself is made up of like packs of bounded cards. You know, there might be like a pile called like good Glacier Wind Cons and there's like Caprices and Ashes and stuff in there. And it pulls from there and it also pulls from stuff that's a bit worse and it pulls from different kinds. of. So it's like you should have like a certain amount of ice, certain amount of code gates, a certain amount of ice. Yeah. I think every corp deck gets three Jacksons. I've played it. Like, I think it's quite good. It's a I'm lot of fun. Excited. It's just night. There's, uh, there's a tournament coming up. Fighting Walloon of the original Stimhack Online Cash Refresh League put together a little league. So check that out. I'm going to be playing in it. Are you, have you played the, the format yet? I've not played the format, so I'm jumping in fresh. I'm going to get a it's random fun. deck. It's good. I'm going to win it, some games. It feels like play- some games. It's great. Well, it feels like heads up Netrunner, actually. Like, it's very yeah. sort of like, inst- like, you don't know what, like, you're not allowed to look at your deck, so you just, like, don't know what's in your deck. Yeah, and a, um, Every card is new delight. I think it's good. I'm not a big fan of the reboot project overall, though top five things we hate about reboot project go okay like okay whoa, whoa, whoa we can hate things i don't first off i don't hate the reboot project i just don't like it is it because you but think I it th- splits the player base oh god if, if i have to hear one more time about how abram's splitting the player base i'm gonna lose my fucking yeah, mind yeah the player base is absolutely fractured by yep it's destroyed it's absolutely it's a classics. wasteland players no, left and white hurt. they don't know what to do no um i mean listen i think this whole like fracturing the player base thing is really dumb. It's not gonna happen. Like the people, I just think that like a most of the people who are in like the reboot project anyway, like are playing it a lot, are not gonna play standard. Like are not super interested in standard anyway. Yeah, because standard can't offer like this is true of like this isn't true of narrative. This is true of card games. The standard format can't offer everybody everything. There are people like in Magic the Gathering, which is the most popular CCG. Actually, I don't know if that's true, but let's just assume it's true. I think it's Pokemon. I assume but that's true. No, I think it's Pokemon might be more successful, but I might be wrong. But Magic, a lot of people don't play fucking Standard. They play Commander. Like, that Commander is the most popular Magic format. It, I think it's... To have a Standard format that isn't liked by everyone isn't a failure on the part of Nisei. It's just, like, you can't offer everyone everything to everyone. And the other thing about the reboot thing is the reboot thing is not trying to be Standard in my personal opinion. It's not trying to be a, a replacement for standard. It's just trying to be something different. Absolutely. I think and it's something, think, by yeah. the no deck building part, something easier to just jump into. Enjoy. I fully think that once the new player product comes out, it's going to be... A lot of people are going to jump onto that. You know, rebooting the whole thing from the start is probably going to be less appealing to a lot of people than just playing by this little, really well-put-together, tight little bundle of cards. You well, know what I else think... I fucking hate? Double-sided Swiss. Hate? Yeah, double-sided Swiss is a fucking abomination. Who um, ever thought that'd be a good idea? Yeah. Do you remember? I was actually looking back at like old time formats. Do you remember how Netrunner used to work like way back when? Like 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 in like 2012? How? Oh, the, the tournament format? I don't think I played any actual tournaments. I was actually... The guy that taught me, uh, we got... We got corsets. He had a corset. We played a bunch. I got a corset. We got a few expansions. We're like, this is sweet. And I was like, we should go down to the game store. And I'm sure other people play this. And he was like, no, those guys are fucking good. Let's not. 
<laughs> so I actually didn't play uh, like in a in a tournament until I moved here. So that must have been like 2014. Yeah, I think it used to be like a win was worth more. Like what was a factor in, in winning was like how many points you beat the opponent by. So okay. like a game where you like won by six points. So it was like one to seven instead of like six to seven. The one to seven game is worth more. Okay. Interesting. Which seems terrible, by the way. <laughs> you could like win two games and like lose really bad one and like still be still be yeah. behind. Yeah. I could see yeah. that not being great. I don't know the sort of origins on double sided Swiss. I just know it's been around for this is a the while. Dawn of time, basically. Lucas. <laughs> yeah. At first there was nothing, and then there was double sided Swiss as first as as far as I know. The Intercontinental Tournament, I think, was sort of proof that single-sided Swiss... So so why... What Do you know what the problems are with double-sided Swiss? Okay, not, not fucking memeing here. Like, I, I think it's fine. Like, I get that it really? takes longer to play. Um, it's what I've always known, you know? Does water taste good? I, yeah, water tastes good. But, like, sometimes there's lead in the water. Yeah, at that like, what point... What if you live in Flint? <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe you don't want to drink the water anymore. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, what what should we drink instead, Eric? Uh, the Kool-Aid. And by the Kool-Aid, I mean single-sided Swiss. Oh, very uh, interesting. Like the, pro the problem with double-sided Swiss, in my opinion, is like two-for-ones and IDing are not interesting for, for spectators or for players. Yeah. Because IDing is this problem where... I mean, like, oh, man, that's a lot of problems. But it's well, like, the problem is, like, okay... Fundamentally, you, you should not get an advantage by not playing. That, yeah, that's it. And so, like, buys compound this, too. Like, people who have a buys sweep a single round in an ID twice is something you can do. Yeah. Two-for-ones <laughs> means that, like, you play... Like, ideally, we want a tournament that incentivizes playing Netrunner. Mm-hmm. And the structure of double-sided Swiss means you're incentivized actually not to play Netrunner sometimes. How does a single-sided Swiss solve this? And by single-sided, I think if we explain it a little bit, it would be you would be paired with an opponent. One player would play runner. Another player would play corp because that's how net runner works. And then after that game, you would be paired with someone, someone different. Yeah. So you wouldn't play two and games. You'd no. play one game versus one person and then get matched yeah. versus another person. So you might sit down for like a 35-minute game. And so there's uh, the how the pairing system would work in theory would be that be waiting. So you'd be waited. I mean, like the the, the that's the basic structure of single sided Swiss, right? So the basic structure is just we're gonna play single sided rounds, and then um, it's still like for example like three points for a win, or like let's say one point for a win because now well two points for a win, one for a tie. Sure, um, let's say just two points for a win, and then like people go it like we order people at the end based on points, and then we still use strength the schedule for tie breaking. Yeah. So the, the the fundamental thing is this eliminates two for ones because you're only playing one game, mm -hmm. and it eliminates IDing because you're only playing one game. What are the potential concerns? Well, the potential concern is something we also want in a tournament structure is for there to be you. We want sort of corp and runner to be equally weighted. You don't want to go to a tournament play corp all day. Not able to whip out your sweet runner jank and show everyone how good your exile deck is. That'd be horrible. Well, that. And it's just like, we don't want... Like, imagine a meta where corpse are very favored. Yes, that too. 
And so, like, you play a tournament, and, like, you play, like, let's say you play eight rounds, and you play Corp five times. You can play Corp six times and run it two times. It seems bad. That seems, like, bad for the for, A for distinct balance. advantage someone... through, like, yeah. this random occurrence of you just getting to play Corp more. Exactly. I, I think there's Sorry, two but... schools of thoughts, right? Because the other thing is getting paired up or down. So what that means is, like, if you won two games and lost two... Do you want to get paired against someone who's won three games and lost one because they're, in theory, a better opponent? That's one of the concerns because it messes with the whole strength of schedule thing. The two sort of constraints we have, the two things, the two principles we care about pairing are this, in my opinion. We want people of similar points to play, like prestige points to play each other. Mm -hmm. And we want people to play runner and corp in equal distribution. Mm Mm-hmm. The question we have to ask ourselves is basically this, is like if there is a pairing made, let's say I've played runner more than I've corped, should the system pair me at someone at the same prestige level, even if it means I would have to play runner again? Or should I pair down, like let's say I pair down a single point so I can play corp and they can run? Not only that, like how far should you be paired down to establish this balance, right? Yeah, exactly. I think there's a lot of questions about, like, what does that look like exactly? The the thing to me is, like, um, Jens, Jens, how do you pronounce his name? Y. Sengren SC. I just know him as Jeff from Boston. Yep. But um, he's been doing a lot of math. And, like, this is complicated math, in my opinion. And so, basically, the, the, the structure of the math is this. Is, like, let's take 32 players and have them play four rounds of double-sided Swiss. And, like, we're, we're, like, there's some math in here that's, like, assumes, like, different player levels and stuff like that. And then let's compare the four rounds of double-sided Swiss to, like, four rounds of single, five rounds of single, six rounds of single, seven rounds of single, eight rounds of single, and see, like, how similar they get. If you look at, like, there's a... Uh, we're going to link these articles in the, in the show notes for this episode, but if you look at figure two on the article we're going to link, double versus single-sided Swiss, you see that, like, as we, like, at four games of single-sided Swiss compared to four games of double-sided Swiss, the the absolute percent difference is, like, 3%, which is a lot. But, like, you also have to think you're playing half as many games. As soon as you get to, like, six games of single-sided Swiss, the percent difference goes down, which means that you're getting similar results. So the, the conclusion, basically, is to say that the math supports that people are going to end up in roughly the same spot after four rounds of double-sided Swiss if you play like seven rounds or six rounds of single-sided Swiss. Right, which is okay. two less games overall. As we yeah, said but that's before, good. Like, Netrunner but that's the game good. is pretty good. The people are pretty good too. What, no, no. What about the effect on the social life, Eric? You know, you sit down with someone, maybe you have a... We play in breweries a lot, so we have a beer, you chat with the person, you play one game, you lose horribly, you laugh it off, ha ha ha, and then you play a second game. That's not going to happen anymore. That's kind of sad. Well, I think, like, here's the fact of the matter. I think, like, I mean, I, nothing's stopping you. Like, if you're playing at the pub and you want to play a second game, play a second game. Not if it's a tournament. I think, well, like, if it, like, how, like... If, I get ripped I, away immediately to play some other rando. Come on. I mean, here's... <laughs> okay. Here's the secret. I think at, like, like how many people at this store champ, for example? Six. Probably <laughs> not a very double, active meta. You probably want to use double-sided Swiss, actually. Okay. But if you but if you have a tournament of like I would say even sixteen people, you probably want to use single sided Swiss. Okay. But my like the single sided Swiss is solving a problem that comes when you get lo- like 
I think double sword switch has more benefits at the lower player counts than the higher player counts. The problem with the higher player counts is like the two for one and IDing becomes like a valid. Yeah, approach. like a, a valid strategy. I'm not super concerned about our, our six person game night. Uh, yeah, I definitely think there's something here that it should be looked at 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 least the, the higher tier tournaments. I mean, like, here's something that's really interesting to me. In the the, the third figure in this Jens Grin Storechamp article, SC article, is that, like, the third figure basically shows games played and in the percentage of the time people are paired up or down one level in prestige. Mm-hmm. In double-sided Swiss, so this is assuming 32 people, I think. Um, in double-sided Swiss, we only really get a pair down or up in the fourth round, which is eight games played total, right? And it happens 20% of the time. If you look at single-sided Swiss, it happens more often. So eight games played, the same amount of games played, you get 63% of the people are going to get paired up or down one. But I think getting paired up or down a single point of prestige is not the end of the world. Yeah, me neither. Like, look, I'm not super competitive, but like... No, for sure. I, I mean, like, I guess like the way I feel about like QVM and his article sort of like treaties on single-sided Swiss, which is different than why Sengrin, Singren's approach, but I think it's it's valid too, is like his argument was, you know, when we're thinking about choosing single-sided Swiss over double-sided Swiss, we should think about it like this. Imagine we had like the best single-sided Swiss system we can come up with. Mm-hmm. Would we choose to move to a double-sided Swiss system? Mm. You know? Right. Like would is we there, leave – like, Is yeah. there enough advantages in the double-sided Swiss to actually make it better than the single-sided Swiss? Exactly. And in my opinion, it's actually not clear to me why we would ever pick double-sided Swiss. Because it seems to me that single-sided Swiss is providing the basic advantages that double-sided Swiss do, but it eliminates the consequences of two-for-ones and intentional draws. I don't think anyone likes intentional draws or two-for-ones. I just think they're natural outcomes of the double-Swiss system. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I want to start running tournaments in single-sided Swiss. I think it's going to be like requires TOs to like sort of push for it. Like, people are doing the math on it. There's a lot of math involved in making it and programming. It, it needs to have support in Cobra, in my opinion. Yep. But I'm optimistic. Well, I think that's one of the big things with double-sided Swiss, right? Like, you can... Even if you didn't have Cobra, you could fucking blunder through it and say, like, oh, this person won two games, this person won two games, they're going to play each other. Like, that's that's very doable by hand. But I think it's like possible... A I think... A little more complicated. Well, I, think, I don't know. I, don't, I think the single side is, like... The single side is like pretty easy. Is similar in my opinion too, because it's just it's basically just saying like, okay, we need to first off like pair people in the same prestigious, and then within that pair people based on runner corp, yeah. and then if you can't pair people on runner corp based in the in the same prestige, then you look at pair downs. Yeah. Also, like I think the system gets better. Like one of the things is like, for example, let's say Phil, you and I play in the first round. It's happened. But I play your. It's happened. But I play your runner. In the fourth round, we could probably play again if I played your corp. Oh, yeah. That is fun. Like, each, because each player is like... You have to think of it sort of like as... You can play the same person again as long as you're playing different sides. This makes me like it a lot more. You've solved it. All right. Single-sided Swiss from now on. How are we doing on time? <laughs> We're at like an hour 22. Uh, okay, so we should probably... We can leave this last topic for next episode. Yeah, just push it to next episode. Uh, we got to do... Things we top five things we like about Nisei. No, next it's, episode. It's next episode. Next I don't episode know if I'm spoiling episode. this. I want to get Brandon on. Uh, yeah, because I we think that's Brandon. way more interesting than anything else we're going to be talking about. <laughs> uh, so hopefully, special guest next episode, and then we'll. I uh, want to ask. 
I, I don't, I like, I don't want to be inappropriate. Okay. Brandon's blind, right? I see. There's, there's this distinction between like blind and visually impaired, and I'm gonna cut all this shit out because I don't know. But like, is he full on? Like, he doesn't look at Jaina at all when he's playing. Like, is that true? Yeah, I've, I've, I've controlled it. I've oracled for him. So I mean, I mean, he's, we he's functionally have, no, we don't totally to blind. We don't have to cut this out. We're, we're leaving this in. This is staying in. Okay. I think. Um. I mean, like, I guess my question is like. I think it's going to be educational. I'm, I'm, I am I'm. don't want him to have to be forced to educate us. But I do kind of... I've always kind of had questions about how it's worked, but like, personally. And um, that's also, like, he's... Uh, that's something I'm, like, interested in. Also, he's super fucking good at Netrunner. Well, <laughs> that, too. Yeah, I think all our questions will be answered by the answer. He's way more fucking smart than us because he plays the whole thing in his head. I'm curious. I got. I got a ton of questions. Like... I got a ton of questions about that. Like, it's just so. Hence <laughs> why he's going to be on next episode. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it's just so removed from, like, every experience I've had doing Netrunner. It's like, I want him to teach us, like, man, no, no. Maybe, like, we'll learn how to play it in our heads, and then we can play two games of Netrunner at the same time. We can play the game in our head and Look, the game on the screen. It'll be like Shaolin training where you start doing <laughs> kung fu with a blindfold on and then we'll get super fucking good and then we'll take it off it's like to play it'll be like to play to play netrunner first all desires must leave your mind or some shit <laughs> yeah okay so he's he's gonna be here he's gonna teach us brandon's next, up, brandon's next episode i'm hoping he what? he said yes hopefully he's available uh we'll see what episode is this, this is episode four episode five this is episode four <laughs> Because <laughs> I fucked off to the mountains last week, and I was like, nah, uh, you know, I can't I record mean, like, out here. It's absence. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Not recording the podcast made me realize I actually really like recording podcasts. Oh, that's so, so cute. Yeah, I really missed it, too. I like talking to you, Eric. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think we said... We're going to have to bleep out all the spoilers. Like, Holy <laughs> shit, this is going to be the most editing I've had to do yet. I'm just going to send this to you. You can edit it at the I mean, I don't know. If, how, I don't know how if Nisei fucking kidnaps hey, you, then okay, no, no, no. You send it to me. Don't bleep the stuff out, and then like, it's fine. <laughs> okay, uh, let's wrap this one up. Uh, good talking to you. See everyone else in two weeks. Ah, uh, whatever. Something. Yeah, something. Like See you guys that. in a bit. See Close you guys enough. in a bit. Take us out, Bye. Marcus. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up.